Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here, as always, with Robert Peake. Hey, Todd. Hey, Robert. Um, our goal in this podcast series is to give you our thoughts on uh, implementing uh, the Getting Things Done methodology uh, that will help you get more of the right things done in less time with less stress. That's the that's the, uh, the, the maybe the pithiest uh, description of the work that we do. Um, and Robert, as you and I were talking about what we would talk about, uh, one of the things, especially given everything that's going on in the world, uh, one of the things that we thought might be really, really welcome would be to talk about um, GTD and and humor. And, and let, let, let me just kind of spin my idea on this for a sentence or two, and then maybe you can sort of chime in here. What I, what I mean by that is, I think that sometimes when we think about productivity, we think about this work in particular, right? An awful lot of people come to this work that, with the expectation that it's either going to be dry, it's going to be, you know, a lot of furrowed brow stuff, it's going to be really fraught, it's going to be, you know, they might have the, the sense that they're, you know, that we're, we're fostering a sense of guilt because, you know, that they require help in this area, right? So there, there are all kinds of reasons, I think, that people come to the table with an expectation that GTD quite frankly, you know, won't be fun and, and won't involve much levity. Um, and I, I think it'd be really helpful for us to talk about, you know, maybe our own experience of GTD and, and, uh, and, and humor, and also, you know, what we've sort of seen uh, our clients, you know, what we've seen sort of our clients realize around all of that. What, what do you think? What, what's your quick response? Yeah, I think it's a fun, fun topic. Who, who knew? Um... You know, uh, for me, one of the things I say in my seminars, we talk about the productive experience and what that feels like to really be on your game. And we go into some detail about what, what those different elements are, what it, what it really feels like and, and what the experience is so that you can recognize when you're on and off your game. And one of the things that invariably comes up for me is having a sense of humor is, is a part of my productive experience. And of course, I caveat in the seminar that it's not a good sense of humor, as they'll as they'll soon discover, but it, it the fact that it exists, right? That I'm not so sort of uptight and overwhelmed, and I, you know, I think humor needs humor needs space. And to me, humor is really an indicator of perspective, right? That that it's not, you know, that there is um, there is the opportunity to see things in a different way, to have some lightness and levity, to have some hope and joy, whatever the circumstances you're you're dealing with. So it's a little bit of a, you know, being above it rather than so deeply in it. Uh, and to me that's one of the one of the indicators of a, of having a bit of perspective. And and I think GTD, as we know, facilitates that tremendously. So yeah, I'm curious curious kind of your your uh, your thoughts either building on that or with uh, with what you've experienced as well. Yeah, I mean I I think you're right. It's it's and I think the productive experience is a, is a nice frame to put around all that, right? So for those of you who are maybe not that familiar with the productive experience, you know, it's it's your sort of state of of optimal uh, productivity on the one hand, but also at the state in which you have the confidence that you are focused on the right thing. And we say that that you know, generally speaking, the productive experience is is enabled when you're in control, relaxed, focused, and engaged in the right things, and meaningfully engaged as we say and and i think that that's um you know what you've said is right and i think about my own experience of quite frankly prior to gtd in in a lot of large corporate jobs 
And quite often I found that um, it was really difficult for me to sort of, to, to, in myself to sort of inspire levity. And part of that was down to the corporate culture, but part of it was really just down to the fact that I had this sense that I just had so much on, right? I was so bombarded with things that I needed to do and, and bombarded in the sense, both, both in terms of external inputs, but also in terms of my own you know, head, you know, uh, reminding me about things, right? Um, distracting me with thoughts about things that I, I didn't have space. I literally didn't have space for much um, by way of, by way of uh, you know, by way of sort of fun, humor, levity, all of that. So in some ways, you know, we talk about the fact that, that getting things done enables, um, you know, enables clear space, right? That's one of the things we, we talk about. And part of the, you know, what, what, what they can mean for people is that they then have the space to experience, you know, all kinds of positive things, right? Not to see you know, humor and fun and all of that is one possibility, but, but, you know, generally speaking, other things are possible as well. But without it, uh, again, my own experience, I just felt like I was, um, I was so on the, on the back foot, right, all the time, almost all the time, that it was a little bit of a struggle for me to feel like I had the, you know, had the, the energy and the space for, for that kind of mindset. I don't know, does that, I'm wondering if you've had that experience either for yourself or with your clients, uh, you know, that, that ring any bells for you? No, no, absolutely not. I've never been grumpy, <laughs> shut down, contracted, frustrated, upset, or lost my sense of humor. It's been with me every moment of every hour of every day. Yeah. No, no, I, I, that's absolutely right. And, you know, um, GTD really helps, uh, I think, with identifying the moving parts so that you don't sort of get ground down by the gears of those parts in a way, right? I had this wonderful um, mentor, a, a poet named Marvin Bell, and he used to say poetry, philosophy, and a sense of humor are survival skills in, in, in life. Um, and not only survival skills, but I think sur thriving skills as well, too. Um, I had a uh, a client, um, and the coaching is always confidential, so I won't say who, but one of my favorite, favorite coaching clients, really keen, wonderful guy, great to work with, um, had a, you know, a real extensive performance evaluation, the upshot of which he said to me, Robert, after years of business school, leadership training, you know, extensive executive, um, you know, work on myself, the number one positive attribute that came up uh, out of this evaluation process was he has a great sense of humor. <laughs> and he was saying it ruefully, like, you know, I should, I should have just gone to improv classes instead of done an MBA, you know. But the truth is, I think that, that having a, a sense of humor, well, one thing we know is people learn better, right? It's why I'm willing to throw my dignity under the bus regularly in, in GTD uh, seminars. But I think we sort of get the scope of things more appropriately when there's when there's some some tinge of humor. Um, and teams that have a sense of humor are more fun to be involved with. You know, it's part of why I love working with Next Action Associates, frankly, is we're efficient and effective in meetings such that we have room, frankly, to crack the odd joke uh, because we know we know we're going to get all the right the right kind of stuff done. And, and one of the principles of GTD is that, you know, energy doesn't just come from the food you eat, the air you breathe, that kind of thing, but morale really matters. You know, morale really matters. And um, how you feel about your work influences 
how well you do your work and are even able to do your work you know so if that's a i don't think that's a, a surprise to anyone but we really go into detail about how to start to feel better about your work and um one of the one of the interesting things the other day you know i i like playing small four stringed instruments so my wife sent me a, an article saying that uh they had a banjo uh, in Shackleton's famous expedition where they all got stranded in the ice. And it was the one sort of frivolous thing they allowed themselves to, to bring on this onboard ship. Um, and it turned out to be an absolute lifesaver. You know, and years later, uh, the crew, all of whom survived miraculously this incredible um, being stranded, stranded in, in polar ice, um, would joke about, you know, the, the, the six tunes that the, that the guy who knew to play the banjo would play repeatedly, uh, but that those, those sing-alongs and that, that little burst of levity is part of what got them through uh, the, the incredible adversity. So, you know, I think um, it's not to be underrated, a sense of levity about things. Um, and it's really, to me, a, a big indicator, in a way, of your effectiveness, frankly, you know, as, as an individual and as a leader is, do you have, do you have a, a sense of lightness about what's going on or has it kind of gotten on top of you? I don't know. Does that, that sounds like that matches your, your experience of stuff got getting on top of you as well. But I'm curious, you know, yeah. in terms of you, in terms of clients, how you, how you support getting, getting, getting to more of a levity state too. Yeah, well, and, and I've got some thoughts about something that I, that I did today, some client work that I did today, but before I get there, so did they actually find this banjo? I know they just found Shackleton's ship. Oh, they just found Shackleton's ship. I think the banjo the... may have come home with them. I, I, I'll have to, I'll have to oh, look it up, but I think the banjo actually made it through the trip with them, um, even though a lot of other equipment obviously didn't, because that was... That was a critical element of their survey. That was a survival tool, basically. Was I just thought music. it would have been a, you know, a great story if they had found the banjo being played by a king crab or something. Right. You know, been, been some, you know, anyway, picking with the claws, you know, little, yeah, little bluegrass yeah, with the claws. With I love those, it. With all of those legs, you can definitely do some amazing things with the banjo. Anyway, um, but what, I'm, I'm thinking back. So today, one of the things I did earlier in the day <clears throat> excuse me, was a two-hour presentation a very high level overview of getting things done. Okay. New client. Um, we're curious, right? What, what's GTD all about? We had a group of about 30 people together. And what was really interesting for me was um, as I was, and this is not unusual in my seminars, but as I'm talking about it, there's a there can be real moments of you know of shared humanity when we get when we allow ourselves to sort of stop pretending to be perfectly, optimally, effective, efficient, productive, right? And, and that occurred to me again today because, you know, one of the exercises that, that I asked them to do was to think about, you know, what sort of supports their productivity, what kinds of things do they do that support their productivity, and what kinds of things do they do that, that uh, limit their productivity, right? And, and very helpfully, by the way, the boss was in the room with this group, okay? And the boss led off, thank, you know, thankfully, the boss led off in the the uh, the things that, that got in the way of his productivity, and that just allowed everybody in the room to relax a little bit. But but anyway, the vibe as they were having that conversation was wonderful, you know. And everybody's that you can and, and it's again, it's not unusual. You just sort of feel this this common, almost this common exhale, this this huge exhale that happens in the room, right? Which is 
you know, a lot of people, I think, feel a certain pressure to come across as, uh, you know, as sort of on their game, you know, always optimized and realizing that all of us have improvement opportunities, right? I've, I've not yet met anybody who's, you know, absolutely, uh, absolutely spot on with everything, myself included, by the way, right? In terms of my, in terms of my own system of practice. Um, and I think that that, you know, so, so the tenor, if we do the work right, I think that the tenor of the work can be actually, you know, while we take it seriously and we, we're looking for results and, you know, and all of that, but at the same time, the way in which we do the work can be, you know, can be nimble, light touch. You know, we're not just going to beat you over the head with a hammer. You know, the, the, the beatings will continue until morale improves kind of approach, right? Um, and I think that's important. Um, I think that's important too. It's not just what we're trying to uh, enable with getting things done, but it's also about how, as I say, how we do the work. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. And I've experienced those, what you called not so appropriately, shared moments of humanity as well. It's one of the great things about about the work you know we do. Just someone in a seminar who, who I think we were doing an exercise in a breakout room or something like that, you know, where we were starting to clarify all the things that were on on these people's minds, and again, very high performing, you know, executive, whatever type people, and and came back from the breakout session, went and said, "Oh my gosh, we're all dealing with the same stuff." You know, I'm not this, you know, this oddball that you know has is struggling with next steps with you know some mon mundane thing in my life. You know, we're we're all dealing with the same stuff. One of the things, you know, we're both Americans living in the UK, and one of the things I love about the British um, is their ability to laugh at themselves, right? And mm -hmm. I think um, it, it can be taken too far into almost a, a low self-esteem type type thing, but the ability to laugh at oneself to me is, um, you know, just awareness and shared humanity kind of at its at its best when when really done with, with that kind of twinkle in the eye. And one of the things, you know, we really point out to people that are starting to learn GTD and, and do have this self-image of being already high-performing and so forth, uh, is this is the saying from David that, you know, um, basically part of being high-performing is acknowledging that you're not always high-performing, you know, that, that your future self needs help, that your future self makes mistakes, that you can compassionately, I would say, laugh at that, you know, not a, a mocking you know, look at you for forgetting your, forgetting your important paperwork when you went to the office, but a, you know, a truly compassionate sort of, hey, well, let's figure out next time what kind of help you need, because, you know, obviously you're not at your best before you've had your morning coffee and you're stressed out about other things and whatever. Let's help that version of you um, that is, that is sort of uh, comically and endearingly perhaps, you know, needing, needing that help. And time and time again, these uh, vary by, you know, all outer standards, successful people. Uh, when we get into working with them, the stuff that's on their mind is, the you know, often pretty, pretty mundane stuff. But being willing to face that with, with good humor, right, with good humor about the process is one of the real indicators, I think, of people that become successful with GTD. So, you know, I guess uh, part of the message to those of you that are fledgling or even, you know, fairly far along in, in GTD is if you're being hard on yourself about all of this, if you need permission from from me and I assume from you, Todd, as, you know, decades-long coaches uh, to lighten up on yourself, um, please, please take that permission, 
you know, from, from us now, I think, um, it goes hand in hand with having a growth mindset, having good humor about things. And to me, that's one of the primary predictors of success with the GTD methodology is that you're willing to to self-assess, to grow, to stretch. And again, ideally, that's done in a way that involves some some lightness to it rather than a heavy-handed approach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you're talking about it, I'm just, I'm just reflecting on someone who I have tremendous admiration for. He's actually a, a running coach. Um, his name is Tommy Rivers Pusey, and he goes by Tommy Rivs. Some of the folks out there may know may know his story. But um, uh, really inspirational, um, very, very inspirational sort of uh, guy. And, and, and he does um, online runs where if you've got a, you know, if you've got a little an elliptical machine or you've got a treadmill or something, you can run along with him when he runs through the, you know, runs through the Caribbean or runs through Madeira Island or wherever. And the other the other day I was doing one of his workouts and, and one of the things that he said was when he is preparing for a race and race day comes, he says to himself, this is not a proving ground. This is a playground. And what we're doing here is we are celebrating all of the preparations that we've made. And I absolutely love that. And I've been carrying that around with me ever since. You know? And I think when I think about the times where I have been in some ways most alive in the work that I do, right? it has been in those moments when it really does feel like you reach a state of, um, you know, you reach a state of kind of creative play in that moment. It's anything but this, you know, this for a brow, someone standing over your shoulder with a whip kind of, you know, kind of experience. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not sure what, gonna, what I'm going to do with that quote. It might go on a piece of paper. It might get printed and put on the wall. I don't know. But, um, but I absolutely love that. And I think that encapsulates for me one of the ideas that I think is really important, as I say, it's this, it's, it does go back to mindset, right? And it comes back to sort of what's our attitude as we make our way through our day. Um, and some people, of course, get there without GTD, right? <laughs> it's not, in some ways, it's not required. But in my own experience, um, I'll, just, I'll just say one more thing, and then, I'll, and then I'd be curious to know what, if this resonates with you. But <clears throat> I do remember when I was back sort of in my pre-GTD life, it was regularly the case that I would be, you know, out at a out at a concert or out at a movie or, you know, just doing something sort of cultural. And I would really be struggling to, uh, in some cases, not all cases, but in some cases just to stay focused because I had so much going on in my head, right? I was distracted by other things. It was really difficult for me to sort of be in the moment and really, you know, enjoy, engage with, you know, the, the cultural experience. And so, um, it's not something that you know. It's not something that, that that we talk about an awful lot. But but again, um, the the space that's been created from getting things done has has meant that, and even if it's something as mundane as you know watching television with my wife, right? I just really do feel like now I have much more capacity to truly engage with those things, and much less, and it'll be much less likely to be um, to be distracted. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, same experience, you know, very, very much so that getting stuff off your mind in a way that you know it will be dealt with is lightening and enlivening. I think one of the first tastes we give to people um, in the work we do is something we call the mind sweep, where we just say, get a piece of paper and a writing implement and just what's on your mind, what has your attention, 
just write and write and start to get that out. And there can be a real moment of, of relief for some people where they just, you know, they get it. They go, wow, look at all this crazy stuff I've created in my life. You know, I'm not it. Right. And I think you said one of the real uh, kind of profound revelations is when you really uh, got that idea from David that you you do your work, but you're not your work. You know, and to me, that's a that's a space making and enlivening um, realization. You know, and space, space, just having space, I think, can be joyful, can be fun. And it gives you the opportunity to look and go, oh my gosh, what a crazy guy. You know, look at, look at everything I've taken on in, in, in my life now. Hey, let's figure out, figure out how to deal, deal with that stuff. So that's one place where I think a lot of people get, start to get some, some joy and, and relief. And yes, the, there still is a way, you know, that's to go to get through all of that to where you really have that off your mind. It doesn't keep coming back. Um, but the journey's worth it. And the journey is tinged with, I think, those moments of going, oh my gosh, look at me, here I go, you know, doing doing my thing. And the other place where I get a lot of, um, and I'd be curious kind of for you, what what in the methodology sparks, um, sparks levity at least, or good humor, um, the other area that really helps me is the someday maybe, right? Where I can have ideas that I don't have to commit to. And later I'll come back to them sometimes and really just kind of chuckle and go, okay, really, you were going to build a neural network to analyze dog names on a, you know, it's like, what were you thinking? (laughs) You don't have time for that. And that's also kind of weird. And, you know, but how great there was a space for it, a place for it to go to get it off my mind to know that, hey, I wouldn't totally lose it. And some of those, you know, a lot of things I've done in my life have started in, in someday maybe land. So once you start to get that um, commitments are serious business to some extent in that you don't want to take them on lightly, um, you can start to have fun, I think, with that concept too and start to go, well, you know, I'm not committed to that. Sounds interesting, you know, and have a little bit of, of maybe distance from the thing of having to sort of feel like you have to jump on everything and be you know, potentially a, a slave to all the stuff you have to say yes to. So um, saying no with a twinkle in one's eye, you know, and, and regarding things with a little bit more uh, equanimity and distance, I think is one of the great, great benefits of, of the methodology overall. And as I said, I'd be curious to hear mm-hmm. kind of what, you know, what's what sparked those those moments of lightness for you as well. Yeah, I, I can't. Um, that's that's a really interesting question, and I can't say that there seemed to be a a sort of light bulb moment, right, where it just sort of switched. But I do think over time, um, I, I guess as I'm thinking about it, 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 there's a metaphor in there for me um, that uh, or it was very similar to when I was learning foreign languages, right? So uh, German is my is my other language, and and as I was learning German, at some point, I got to the realization that. I no longer need to say only the things that I know how to say. I can now say the things that I want to say. Okay. And that was not a, you know, it was not an overnight thing. That was, it was a very, you know, over, over a lot of, a lot of months and years probably. Um, and the same thing I think comes to mind for me as I'm, you know, as I'm thinking about my own productivity practice and, and kind of what it's enabled for me. Um, and it's an ongoing thing. Right. It's an absolutely ongoing thing. I think this is one of the wonderful things about it is that there's, you know, there's there's the potential to continue on this learning journey 
um, for as long as it's interesting for you, really, quite frankly. We've got people, well, yourself included, right? You've been at it for multiple decades plus. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I can't believe it, but we're already uh, coming up to about 25 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun, as they say. <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, and I am also a little bit concerned that there may be some people who signed up, you know, who, who clicked on the uh, the podcast and were expecting more or less a comedy routine, right? Which maybe you and I need to work on for one of our future one of our future events. Be funny, be funny, Todd, on the spot. Be funny. <laughs> say something funny. That's I, apparently comedians get that a lot. You're a comedian. Say something funny. It's like. Give me a break, really. <laughs> anyway, so so if you but let me let me put you on the spot, okay? I'm not going to ask you to say something funny, but well, if if you had somebody who was coming to this, uh, you know, coming to the podcast and saying, "Hey, uh, this this really does sound good to me, and I'd really like to enable it in my life," where would you have them focus first? What are some sort of core best practices? That core core stuff, to you know, I look at is you know what really has has the most attention and has been giving you giving you grief, what you've been losing sleep over, how can you get that out in a way so you realize you're not that, that's just something you're you're dealing with and working through. Um, and to me, that's that's the starting point for, for all of GTD is, is that thing of, hey, you know, I'm doing this, I'm dealing with this, but this isn't me, it doesn't have to be consuming. And I think that's where we get a lot of the uh, a lot of the relief and and hope. So starting with something as simple as a as a mind sweep, and then starting to look into how you might clarify what that means and where you might want to put that, so that you can you can start to move on it rather than have it sort of moving you around in in your head. That's that's one of the to me one of the big entree points. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I think overall, it, it, what what I think is really important is just keeping. This idea, you know, uh, front of mind, or you know, considering that it's a um, that we are, as I said earlier, the work is all about creating space. It's about reducing distraction. It's about creating confidence in your ability to make good decisions. It's about removing, uh, you know, removing those those thoughts that you're having multiple times. And a very natural, you know, outcome of all of that is that you end up with more mental space, and then you can fill that with whatever you want. And if you want that to be humor, great. And if you want that to be spending more time, you know, practicing your four-string small instrument, then that can be that too, right? Um, uh, so it's it it really is ultimately about. Um, the, I think it's one of the wonderful things about GTD is that what what a wonderful question to ask you know if i said to you i'm going to enable you to get as much as you're getting done now in 75 percent of the time and that's the kind of feedback we get from a lot of people you know, somewhere 80 80 75 80 percent um uh, uh as much you know takes 75 or 80 percent of the time to get the same amount of work done right so efficiency's gone up what would you fill that extra time with what a wonderful question. Anyway, I'll, we'll, we'll leave it there for now, but but you and I should work on a double act, I think, so that we can come back and do a, 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 like a proper, you know, Markham and Wise maybe sort of sketch. We'll have to, we'll have to work on that a bit. We'll, we'll get on it. We'll get right on okay. it. Okay, all right. Someday, maybe and, at least. So, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you all uh, for being for being with us for this Change Your Game with GTD podcast, as always. Please uh, click uh, like and subscribe uh, in case you want to hear more about these and, and uh, find out about them as they get published. Um, we always take requests, so please do let us know if there's anything you'd like to be hearing us talk about. And for now, from Robert, from me, 
Thank you for being with us. We look forward to being with you next time. Bye for now.